Welcome back to this episode. This is the second part of a doubleheader. If you haven't heard the first, go back. Go back and listen to it. If you can't be bothered, that's all right. Just keep listening to this one and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And don't forget, like and subscribe. I hate it when people say that. There'll be some games that I mean, across loads of teams I've played for, it'll just be like, how did this happen in terms of how do we win this or how do we lose this? It's like, it's just, just sport, I guess. I mean, you, you see a lot of the, even some of the NBA games where it's 21, 19, 22, 24, you know, through the quarters, it seems pretty stacked. You get a Q4 and it's like one team's gone home. Yeah. And the other one have just gone on a rampage. Yeah. Well, um, look at all London's London's games in the cop recent games in the copper box. Yeah, they've been down. They, like they 12, go in. They go in another gear in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they just signed oh. a new um, NBA player, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. G League player. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I've missed that. <laughs> Literally last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is just my my opinion on it, but I think it would be amazing if helps you it, could helps when you're in the league, doesn't it? Get no, it it's um. I think it would be great if you had a huge sponsor come in and just took over sponsorship for the league. So it becomes, the reason I'm saying this is just come back from Australia, the NBL over there is their top league. It's the Hungry Jacks NBL. So Hungry Jacks is Burger King. So imagine you had Burger King's BBL. Um, and historically they have. So they had like the Heineken League, I think they used to call it. Um, long long time ago. I think it was nationwide or something like that for a little while as well so there's been a few like major sponsors of it and then that disappeared but obviously the last they've announced some more sports things recently some more media networks and as well as the other media ones that they did picked up for Christmas so they're they're doing a lot of promotion out into the states from what I can see yeah. of let's get it viewed over there they get, they get in there yeah they are getting there and they want to get the money coming in from media because same with Sky or anyone, you know, that's the money. That's where that's where the football teams get the money. Yeah. That, that's where the NBA teams get the money. It's just the media, they pour in hundreds of millions into these things. And yeah. That's where they get the money. That's why all the football players' salaries went crazy. That's why the NBA players got crazy. But I think if you can get those arenas, that's what's kind of missing. With those arenas, I mean, when you're talking a 1,000, it's one side and stuff like that. If you had those arenas of all 7,000, yeah. the league's just going to be... A lot better. I mean, I was playing you some of the sound bites yeah. with seven. I mean, I can do it again for Adam if you want, of what seven thousand people sound like. Oh, I'm um, sure he knows. And um, <laughs> so, what what's that like when you you're, you're playing your first game or not first game, but you're playing, then you're traveling, and then all of a sudden you got Sky Sports cameras on the baseline and stuff like that. That is got to be really good. It's a good cool. feeling, yeah. You got your family watching. You got your you know your partner's family watching. Everybody's watching. Um, and so yeah, it was. It was it was definitely a good like, feeling. Did I shave today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything. Uh, zoom in right to your face. You're like, oh. Is that a stupid question? Like, do you get your hair cut like every week? Because if you're playing, you you got to get your hair cut every week, right? So, I, well. Because you want to look yeah. good. Or you're shaving before every game. Or So funny thing, during lockdown, I taught myself how to cut my hair. So now 
I and during college I was cutting all the athletes' hair and it turned into like a money making thing. <laughs> and so now and then I taught nice. my brother how to cut hair and so now I every week I cut my own hair. Um and so yeah, people ask me. Um so oh, I Adam, I understand. Yeah, I can sort you <laughs> out though. <laughs> but yeah, it used to be a good little good little side hustle while you was in uh college. Um earn some money and then people already started liking it so i was just like oh i could i could carry on doing this funnily enough after lockdown i went to my hometown barber in fawcett road um in portsmouth and and um it was an african barber and i uh he, he basically said do you want do you want to join so i joined and was just cutting people so after lockdown and <laughs> we went from tier three to tier two people were coming in with like the craziest hairs because obviously they'd been like months of just like I'm not going to cut my hair. I'm just going to yeah. leave it to the barber. So they come in like big afros or whatever. You have to like shave it down like there's some sheep or something. Like it was, it was crazy, but I learned a load of skill there. And then that's when I went out for my senior year, my, my last year in, in the States and started cutting everyone's hair and people were loving it. That's so, yeah. Awesome. so yeah, I do cut my hair every week. So that's, uh, that's a good way to save money. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. I've got one for you. That'd be irrelevant for you. Do the stats matter? on your stat sheet when you're playing BBL oh do you care about your stats do you really care about your stats like if it's because right we were just saying the about the, the wins and stuff the team winning versus you getting that yeah. bucket do you shoot and yeah like from the halfway line or you think no is that something you're thinking about like oh, my percentage is alright at the moment I can afford to dish this off or actually I want to get another one in never I never looked at the stats too much um, that's in really interesting in terms it? of percentages I wouldn't in terms of um now I was shooting I was shooting quite well but in terms of how many rebounds or passes or you know stuff like that 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 would matter to me because I've been told about getting rebounds a lot more than I had been in multiple leagues so it was a case of me trying to focus on kind of my weaknesses and work on them um, so yeah what did I do and it was my first year and I was the youngest player you know I'm not going to come on and score 20. My, my highest scoring game was 15 against Plymouth and I had a great game then. Uh, I think it was like 15, 8 and 3. Pat um, Riots would have been annoyed with that. Yeah, Pat Riots. It was, but apart from that, it was like, you know, you get your minutes here and there and they might be staggered across the whole game and you just have to wait till your name's called up and just do what, like I said earlier, what coaches taught you throughout the week and, and kind of be trusted and, and earn the future trust. Um, so in terms of stats, not really looked at, never really looked too deeply into them, especially as we were losing. Um, it wasn't really something that I had to worry about too much, but I was always thinking about what about next year? Like, what yeah. am I going to tell next year? And so it was, yeah, it when, was a yes or no question. When Paul was in, a, in Australia, he got given these stat sheets from the games that he was at. Okay. And uh, we always quite like looking at some of the stats. That's per quarter. Yeah. So you're, you're sat courtside and yeah. bam that's the end of the quarter and you're like okay cool I can see where he is and yeah. every they, they do that here for the younger leagues as well don't yeah. They? yeah but I was quite interested because I thought you know one of the things that I've picked up from you speaking I think I'm sure all the listeners have as well is you you're very conscious about always learning yeah. as you're going through in every every coach or every situation you're taking stuff from that you're learning from that so I wondered if you were I know you said you're a very visual learner yeah I wondered if stats play a part in that in that learning process because yeah. some people look at it and say, "Hey, you know, you're dropping this field goal percentage or this doing, you know." Yeah. Whereas, or it, you could improve here, or these are the. I think Adam's answered that already. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like he'd rather win 
it doesn't matter is that yeah. what you I've, yeah just, that's that's more what i was saying um like like i said because it was my first year and i wasn't getting enough to make too much of a difference it was more like am i doing the right thing here am i making the right play rather than you know how many points you score how many rebounds but you know in the the recent season i played it was more the yeah. latter so it was more kind of focusing on stats and did we win but also okay how much did you score how many times <laughs> did you dunk or how many times did you know you shot a three or it was it was like that so it depends what what team you're in what role you're you've been given and yeah what your job is so you mentioned recent season so that's after scorchers yeah post post scorchers um i uh then head out to saudi arabia um and sign my official first contract there um so yeah second year in the pro it was it was a great feeling because i'd never been to that side of the world before um learned a lot my dad obviously being from tunisia it's an arabic speaking country um so i had some kind of familiarity with the culture um and it was it was a great experience to go and learn putting all those you know practices of being a professional on and off the court and then going actually being the person that all the you know young local players go and say like oh no how does he how does he look so strong or like how does he carry himself like that or wow. and i used to think I, I used to hear those um because they never used to know how much i could understand and i used to think like when i was younger like i used to think the same thing about you know under 18 at kestrel when i was in the men's team like oh, you know how is he so big or how does he jump so high and you know in retrospect that that's me so uh, that's me now so um always got to try and help out the kind of young players as well and teach them how to do stuff and tell them you know you've got to drink your water or you know you've got to stretch after practice like don't think you're too young that you don't you're, you're too good for for stretching or whatever because it helps Gil guildford to saudi arabia i mean it's a, it's a very simple transition yeah <laughs> very simple. so how, how did that come yeah. then like yes. who, did they scout you essentially um essentially yes uh, and no so i i have a very good friend um called Faisal, and he was a coach at the euro camp in portsmouth so every year they do a summer euro camp he was my camp coach and he is like the sky sports presenter for out there so he's super well connected he'd be you know he does interviews with all the top teams the presidents of clubs and and everything so he was able to help me a lot um put me in front of the best situation for me and he's he's kind of my guy for a lot of stuff uh my my manager um and sets me up for the future you know what's the plan for you know can we get you into the tunisian national team can we get you then into the, you know the olympics can we you know what what's what's the plan not just this season because i can we, we can try and sort stuff out but um what's the longer term plan so we work together um and obviously with me working out and him having the connections and you know it just being also luck of the luck of the draw if it's the right timing then um things fall into place and yeah i headed out there and it was a super well trusted environment in the kind of arabic community where you don't really due to religion you don't really do people dirty um so one person's word is is what they would live by oh wow so when you know your word would, means something yeah so when yeah. you'd say look i've got this player like you, he's gonna do well but that was what it was and that's what happened like it was no like a oh here's a player yeah you know slip him in or there you go mate like 
and you just got yourself into a pro team it, it's not really like that you have to be if they think you're good enough then they'll put you forward and, and that's it and so a lot of players everyone has an agent as a professional that, that's mine yeah amazing so what was it like when you put pen to paper that first time yeah it was it was it was, <laughs> it was good cool. it was good <laughs> so because obviously i didn't i didn't go out there to sign it they then sent it over to me and so i did it at home and and yeah that was it it was just like in reality it's just pen to paper but the grand scheme of looking back you think yeah. all the years of of everything and all the struggle and you know cycling to the train station and when it's soaking wet and turning up at 6 30 like that's then worth it and but you said it earlier that the pe what people will see is oh you're a professional basketball yeah player. that's it they don't see the five o'clock in the morning yeah people they don't see the 11 o'clock that's the same the with life though people yeah, people don't yeah. see all the, the big things and on social media especially social media like you just you just see the pictures of me dunking or you just see whatever but you don't see the the background stuff so it's the iceberg i think of a lot always yeah. like yeah, an iceberg yeah, people it. see the peak and they don't see hard work at 5 a.m exactly so that's everyone's like that though everyone either doesn't realize how much other people put in or you know that the hard workers realize that the successful people have put in that work somewhere along the line you can't see it there's it, no way to can't. see it is there there's you no can't. way because that is that's this long yeah whereas they see this snippet yeah, they yeah. see that instant that second and you go oh wow cool. so it's, a, it's it's something that you and your family and the people that have yeah. been on that journey can celebrate with you because everybody else just like you said oh he's a well, you know he's, he's a professional now like they don't think about all the other stuff and my family and friends have been through that with me so that, I mean, it's good for so us cool yeah, so, it is, it so what's that what is the difference like just in the i was gonna say the same thing but look between bbl and going yeah, to saudi arabia because you, so you've i mean again learning is such a, a and you being that sponge is so central in your journey isn't it because you you had to adapt to that game then yeah. you've adapted when you've gone over to the states then you adapted again when you went sophomore mm. then you came back here then adapted again bbl now you're going over there again yeah. you consistently change it consistently but are you at this point now forward and and in that role yeah i, I would say so yeah. um like you mentioned all the other kind of teams and transitions for me have made me able to climb the next highest mountain yeah um so whatever i've learned from before i'm then taken to be able to get to that next you know reach that next ladder um in terms of being in saudi it's it was definitely different because i go from being kind of a role player at scorchers to then go into saudi and i'm i'm like the guy apart as well as you the know, franchise yeah as well as one or two other franchise players player. on the team and um you learn right now it's not like a you pass now it's like a you touch the ball once and you know you go score and i wasn't i wasn't point guard i'd bring the ball up a few times but um when i would they'd everyone would be like okay like what are you gonna do now and so it was like uh all eyes on you so it's um yeah so there's a, a lot of pressure and hopefully all the development that you've had as a player growing up you learn to deal with that in the in the moment and that's when you see all these professionals with you know thousands of people watching them most of the time they don't feel anything because it's just like every day you practice for this and so you know when they're giving me the ball and i've got to make a you know maybe a game-changing decision that's it's just it's innate it's just second nature from i mean you've been obviously you have a very considered approach when you, you know to the game and you're very 
apprehensive about how you're approaching things and, and thinking that through. What does it take someone like a character like yourself then to be able to just say those words? I'm the guy. Yeah. Because oh. that that's a that's a, I mean that's like you know LeBron sitting there when he was talking about yeah, I'm the goat. That's it's a huge thing to say. I'm Mate, the LeBron, guy there. Now. LeBron was saying it from 15, wasn't he? Yeah. Or 14. Uh, let's not get on that bandwagon. But I mean that you know for yourself, I've only ever met you today. Yeah. But all the good things we hear from you and the stories you're talking about and that's maybe not necessarily natural for you to sit there and say, yeah. I'm the guy. And that's quite a big thing to say. There. To this, in to a this, great way, what yeah, a positive thing to be able to say to yourself. To, hey, this, to this day, though, I, I wouldn't, I could never take myself seriously if I was to say that to somebody. Now, when people, you know, on the court or other teams, and you know, people try to test you or like you're, yeah. you're testing your your character or like that that side of you comes out a little bit um, of like a okay, well, now I'm gonna have to show you, and that's the same for every high level competitor. But in terms of know being the guy i've never really I, I can feel it inside but if i never show it um that's kind of the most honest honest way to be for me i've got to be you know you got to be humble that's it uh, yeah that's yeah i totally respect that that's very but it's just it's really nice hearing someone say that and like taking ownership for like i have had this journey yeah and i'm like here now yeah like and that's like the same as welcome well. to me but like this is yeah. I, i've i've grind i've had a grind for this yeah and uh, that, that's that's just nice hearing people being positive about themselves. Well, that's it's the exact same as what you said earlier about you messaging me for you know, coming to Portsmouth <laughs> Force. Um, hey, listen, the door's uh, still open. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and me politely saying, well, I'm, I'm in the BBL this season, but it's it's not about what level you are. If you carry yourself the same way throughout, then you know those positive doors will open for you. But also the people that you know try to reach out to you before don't think, oh, you know. He's, he's not so nice or well, we'll just leave him next time or he's, yeah he's exactly just, he's a typical professional like no, i don't like to be like that well that and that story because you sent me a really nice message back i've told so many people that yeah. and just and then those people going they'll come back to me how's that guy getting on that you know you try to get for the ports force yeah. professional oh he's in saudi arabia now he's yeah professional out there he's he's doing really well talking about competitive edge i mean we can write a contract we got we we got alex's one we what you a force a force contract yeah, how, much, how much how much is going they don't, <laughs> we pay in vietnamese dogs. vietnamese dog okay, okay. so well we got to give adam more than alex no disrespect to alex but he's signed now so yeah we just Adam, news now, that is. What are we what are we gonna do? I don't know. We have to we have to cook something up. Yeah, cook something nice up. We'll see. <laughs> hey, we could have one of those exclusives where we get an Adam sign for the Ports of Force. <laughs> anyway, talking about competitive edge, there's a great picture of Adam. And just talking off the record, Adam said about his coach coach talk about, you know, getting getting a dunk in yep. in, a, in a game. And there's a great picture of Adam. Like, do you know Shaq's dunk? Yeah. Where he's like hanging, legs up. Oh, you shaking me back. That. Adam doing that boom on, on <laughs> like, I don't know. There's three players, but there's one guy who's kind of pulling a face like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, that image popped in when you talk about competitiveness. Yeah, um, nice. So, I mean, at the moment, so hang on, the game in Saudi, I just want to finish up on that. So what is the game in, in Saudi Arabia like? Because so, the English game is a different type of spacing and pacing, even to European. Yeah. And then American, again, you were mentioning about being regressive and so forth. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. It's 
it's more it's it's more like europe than it is like american okay so your team orientated more but the difference is because there's only there's there's more local players than professional so you oh, really yeah so you have to learn to play with kind of the younger players that might only be you know at uni there or got a job in the building or you know and they're and they're good players but they um so a lot of homegrown talent there ho a lot of oh, homegrown wicked. talent so that's that's what they're that, that what they're good for and you know over there they've got a lot of money to kind of pump stuff in such as you know getting professionals and getting into leagues etc but in terms of the league um as far as that's concerned it's it's very much spotlight on the professional to do the to do the job so it is like a okay like you said i i am the man i've got to be the man yeah. to survive here and if you're not then you just look like you know you just look like a local player franchise yeah. players got yeah. it before that's what it? you said about the americans coming in yeah and, so and if you're just, there now doing yeah, the franchise those play. americans at solent you know ever look like me when i was 18 and they fit in just like me then they're doing something wrong because they're they're in a contract for this you know yeah and in the grand scheme of life you know you turning up and doing your job as a as an athlete it isn't the hardest thing compared to what other people have to go through in absolutely nine to five life so you gotta just gotta do your job that's it um there was something that adam said just glad we just we oh, just yeah. glazed over this <laughs> yeah, he did. um yeah I you're gonna i'm gonna that. bring this back up which was you know potential talk about tunisia yeah. i mean that is that is that's as big as it gets yeah so it'll, it'll be the it's the next sensible step for me um so we'll uh we'll see what kind of comes up in the future but i do have um good relationship now with the top people in the tunisian uh kind of basketball association so we'll we'll, we'll see what what goes on from there but well, you did mention to us uh before we started that you just happened to play for another national team just purely <laughs> by accident in your youth yeah when i was yeah when i was 14 i got called up for the for the england camp so i, I just I, mean it's nothing nah, just it's not, england mate <laughs> just, just england silent kestrels time in america you know bbl yeah. sorry yeah it's great humble yeah I mean, I mean there's humble and there's yeah. like literally leaving stuff off your resume yeah no no it's fine <laughs> to me it's just like I, I wouldn't bring it up in conversation unless someone asks so it's like a, a, I would know. be wearing the kit down the street yeah, I've <laughs> still I've still got the kit but I'm just like no I just we filling petrol up like hey just GB to saying in the grand scheme of things no one you know apart from you guys no one no one really cares about what what people go through and stuff it's just like a yeah, that happened. Okay, cool. You were no, 14. That, is, that was 10 that years is, ago. So Adam, really cool. Adam is sat next to someone on the plane and they're like, you're really tall. You should play basketball. And he's like, yeah, um, yeah, I could do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that happened a few times, funny enough, on the way to America because it's such a long flight. And they're like, oh, so what are, you, what are you doing here? And I'm just, oh, I'm just heading back to, to uni. And they're like, oh, but you don't sound American. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm on the scholarship, etc. Like, oh, my God, that's so cool. My, my son wanted to do this. this. So it's... It's definitely cool and I can, you know, speak to people just, just like normal people, but also, you know, take interest in what they're doing as well. Like, it's yeah. not just a, I don't like to sit here and say about, you know, me, what, what are you doing as well? What, what is your son doing these days? So it's like a two-way thing for me. Kind of like to steer it off me and say, yeah, I've done this, isn't it? What about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, we got got to ask the question mm. is... England or Tunisia? Yeah. Which would which, which would you prefer to play? That ties in nicely with something Adam asked before. And you don't have to oh. answer the question about if you don't where want to. what the FIBA ranking is for England. 
and what the FIBA ranking is well, for Tunisia. Didn't we say England was like 57th or something? 67th? Uh, well 103? It, it was like... 76. It, it was 48th. Now it's gone even lower. No, oh. With 53 now. 53. There you go. So, so where do you think Tunisia is? Ooh. Ooh. Does this impact? I'm going to say they'll be above England. I'm going to say... 43. I'm going to say... This is tough. Good could be completely wrong here It'd be quite embarrassing uh, I'd probably say like 40 actually no I've got a vague recollection you told me they were I think they're top 30 because you read the list out once on the podcast I did but, they I, ha but obviously the list has changed mm. because obviously this is an active no, list all adapting. I, vaguely, all adapting. I vaguely remember you saying the name Tunisia oh. I might even say top 20 but you've already given us yeah, it, already given us. Oh, he just keeps going like. yeah. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say 43 like or 5 or 6 All right. I'm going to go <laughs> you said 43 already 23 okay is that right are you sticking yeah I'll stay, yeah, I'll stick. I have to stay the same 36 so I was closest yeah there you go oh, I said I should have stuck with 43 no, I said 40 he said 40 so you'd still be close it doesn't matter <laughs> fantastic maths from um, the and, where's, and where's GB at 53 you said 53 yeah. 53 so, so what? Exactly. It's <laughs> just saying. Well, the answer to your original question. You, would Some you, would argue would that, they need your help more. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's true. Would you? Would, is that a question you want to answer? I'll answer it. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather pay for Tunisia. Wow. What? What do you think? What do you think if you, you know, this goes ahead and you and you go into the Tunisian team? Yeah. What do you think your family think of that? That's that's the point. Is the that, reason it's so easy for me to choose is because half of my family live here and have always seen and been around all my accomplishments yeah the other half of my family i never see they're all in africa so yeah. it's it would be nice to go over there and do that something different cool. elevate myself to a different level and also have you know in tunisia have my you know uncles that used to play professional have my dad come out and visit me and you know the national leagues and um international games and stuff like that it, it would be it would be good and I, i'd be excited to, to do stuff like that what what is basketball like in tunisia have you played have you been over? yeah i played when i was, i played there when i was younger um and so is it's, it established it's, big sport over there or it's it's one of the biggest sports so over there in arabic countries it tends to be football always number one yeah second it tends to be like handball handball um and then after that we kind of headed on towards like kind of basketball and yeah. and stuff like that but it it's um it, it's pretty physical over there I'll, I'll say that um but there's definitely opportunity for me to go over there and i've been approached to to go over there just need to oh wow yeah so i'm just waiting for the for the time to be right and then um then we'll head over do you think you'd have to adapt your game yeah, yeah, just but that's what just like every level. Whole, yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm, it already sounds I'll like he knows what. Yeah, yeah, you already like I know what I need to do. But I'd have to go there originally, showing what I am yeah. first, and you know, I know that they're top level recruiters there, obviously, because it's international level. They would be able to see, okay, what's he good at, and tick the boxes for me, and then try and change things to fit the international team so it, it it would be something very honorable to do yeah definitely yeah to, so, to play for both countries ah oh, what an amazing thing to be able to do for yeah. you personally yeah, yeah, as yeah. well as the family and what a, yeah. yeah it'd be good for all my cousins and stuff to to come see i'd i would like that so 
We'll see. We'll see. What, what colour is the kit? Red and red. white. Yeah, it's red and white classic. Red and Looks white. Looks like quite nice. I can't, I'm, I'm smiling here. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I'm just thinking, Zach, no pressure. <laughs> no <laughs> <Yeah>. pressure. <laughs> I know you'll be listening thinking, oh, I forgot you did that. <laughs> Damn it. I've got to do that oh, as well. Yeah, BBL. Yeah, and then year International. Let's see. Yeah, what's what's next? So like, would you play in Tunisia um, or local teams in Tunisia? There's there's op- there's also opportunity for that as well. So that could be my next. Or stay in Saudi. Sensible, sensible step, yeah. It's, um, for me now, it's what what's the best business decision for me as well as personal development, like, Obviously, at the end of the day, everybody's got to you know buy a house, or everybody's got to do this and that. Yeah. So, what's the best thing um, for me to do business-wise? Well, we said before about wow. d- Dubai. And he came on the Talking Basketball yeah. podcast, Mark, to let us know. That's that's the way you <laughs> you're do the, it. You're what, the first what, to hear it. What well, business decision do I need to I make? Think, talking Basketball podcast. I think he'd be a perfect person to go uh, for Dubai yeah. for their team that are going in Euroleague. Yeah, that would be that would be good next year. I think they want. There was so the one, um, the one thing that they have over there. They're more accepting for Arabic passports than they are kind of American. So if you're a top um, Arabic player, you're more likely to get that scholar uh, that contract rather than yeah. And you've got proven playing unless you're like you know G League or like NBA standard, which they do have, but it's you can get yourself into some doors and that's just by luck but with the hard work and with you know the timing and the luck of stuff it's it's all managed it's all doable it's and all possible are the seasons flowing the same as yeah most from october yeah, to yeah. may sort yeah. of yeah exactly so it's like september because they have like ramadan over there yep. um in like february so it's a bit different they have like a they ha- we had like season breaks over there where i'd go out for a like a month in September and then like we've got like six weeks off so I'd fly home oh. and so then I'd go back out and we'd start you know practicing again and it was all because it's a you know Muslim country it's all shaped by that so yes, whatever yeah. it is is it Ramadan is it Eid you know there's all different so calls. during something like Ramadan yeah. the season will stop the season will be put to a halt yeah, yeah and so like even in Christmas I, was, I didn't go last this Christmas is the first Christmas I've had in England for two years because um, last year I was in Saudi. They don't celebrate it, so no. that the season's just rolling. Um, and the year before I had I had COVID, I had to isolate, so I wasn't able actually to oh, go no. see my my family. I had to stay with my partner. So yeah, that was that. It was um, it was definitely interesting, but easily adaptive for for me, and it was fine. Luckily, from years of moving away from family and years of having to just get up and say goodbye and getting used to kind of being independent because a lot of a lot of it is you have to learn to be independent you have to learn to like your own company because whether you're in college as an athlete whether you're a professional going overseas it is lonely like there's no two ways about it you can make the best friends ever and survive that way but the end of the day you're going back to your room and it's just you and you know there's FaceTime now which obviously never used to be around but things like that can only make so much of a difference so there's a certain level where you've got to really be you know on your grind and just kind of stay in your own lane that's every pro player knows about staying in your own lane stay in your own lane (laughs) um you know just just talking briefly about that there's you know 
you know, like the Ramadan and stuff like yeah. that. When you have players in the UK, yep. um, and you can't drink or you can't have food, yeah, and they're still playing elite basketball. Yeah, the, one, yeah. the one I remember was Gay Dursey. Yeah. Um, and it was a cup final. I mean, it was only local league, but mm. he was playing full on game cup final against I mean at the time it was a National League standard team playing against another National League standard team and something simple as drinking water you can't do and it was like I, I mean I just had so much respect for him because it was like you know you have that belief and you know you're I guess, suffering I guess yeah. um, oh, yeah. to, for, for what you're doing and if it, you're and, operating it running a ball yeah. yeah and all, all all credit because I was like I was like wow that is like just an achievement in itself to be playing basketball yeah. and and be going through that yeah definitely i've done it before um fasting and being in tunisia i did it and then playing basketball like two hours before kind of you eat in the 40 degree weather and it's it's crazy so yeah. weather i was going to ask because i said it to him once before and he was like well they have air conditioning and everything but actually oh well this is sometimes this is australia in the uh, MBL, so yeah, that top yeah. top ten teams. Yeah. But we're talking in Saudi. Saudi do have uh, liquidity and money in certain places, but it necessarily depends on if they're putting the money and things it like does. that for stadiums. And they're getting there because the prince over there, he loves basketball, so he's Amazing. put a lot of money into it, which is probably you know where a lot of stuff is coming from in terms of influencing Dubai to enter yeah. Euroleague, etc. But in terms of the um, sports course you, you're exactly right some of them don't have didn't have air conditioning so i'm at a professional level and there'd be some of them where like the floor's slippy and so like i've got to be careful because i'm the one person that they need and i've also got to you know compete at the highest level and while watching an injury so it was it was like okay like what is this and every court go into trying to be yeah kind of adaptive and, and learn okay the, the hoops are different here or whatever like it was it's almost yeah so what is the i mean i don't know much about the basketball inside yeah. so how many games are you playing a week uh how many teams are in the league etc et yeah so two two games a week normally oh, right. and there was about 12 teams in the league so not too dissimilar to kind of the the leagues we I have guess here. It's the standard, isn't yeah. it? So um, a, lot, a lot of travel, or yeah, a lot of travel because Saudi's so big. Yeah, I was thinking a lot of flying. Big old place. Yeah. Oh, so, so you fly? You're flying. Oh yeah, it? yeah. So in the BBL, I'm, I'm guessing you you're driving. We yeah, we took our coach BBL for the most part. Um, the only one we didn't was Glasgow. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's when it was Gla before it became Caledonia. Yeah. Yeah, and then one wanted to be. Uh, driving up that far yeah and we we actually got up there and then somebody tested positive oh no covid i think it was either that or newcastle but one of the two we drove all the way up there and, <laughs> and then what happens as you said that's it games off yeah we got to the hotel and then it was actually one person on our team i'm gonna oh, yeah shame him it was it was martel no. martel mclemore <laughs> yeah it was him he caught covid he was like on the bus wow. like, oh, i'm not feeling good i'm not feeling good anyway oh, next no. thing you know you have to test positive he was sharing a room with somebody and everyone was like i knew it i knew it so a few of us they said they'd um get us train tickets if we wanted or we can get on the same bus that he's getting on back there and i was like we were like it's a few of us like that nah, <laughs> absolutely let's just not. get on this train anyway we we ended up we we're kind of racing the bus to see who would get there first and we so, got there but first, game so just so. called off yeah game's called off that oh, was it no. we had, and they had to reschedule it so we had to go back up there again 
but yeah, it was uh, fun vibes. Fun oh, vibes. No. <laughs> if you're that person, if you're sitting there thinking now, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I was, I was the contagion. Yeah, he was like, I'm, I'm sick as a dog, and we were like, oh god, and he's just so honest as well. So it was like, it was hilarious, but not hilarious when he tested positive and they said right cool it off not after that journey no 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 you're like whoa i want to play basketball what's yeah. going on oh, no. so talking about journeys when you like i mean i'm not just saying bbl but i know a lot of the like you know the ex-players we've had on the show have always said they love the away trips with the camaraderie and the joking yeah. about on the thing would you follow with what they're saying about the away games and all the laughter that goes with it in Saudi just generally BBL or Saudi yeah 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 so it's that kind of stuff is your time to kind of bond with people uh, and build those relationships because the ones off the court help you on the court ultimately whatever people say that that, it, that is true yeah. Um, so yeah there's there's a lot of jokes and then you know you see the people that take it a bit more seriously when it comes to like okay there's 30 minutes till we get to the arena but now it's like i'm just like headphones on there's, there's nothing you won't speak to them until they're done getting they're done getting changed and coach comes in for the team talk and you won't speak to them before that so there are some people that like don't mind laughing the whole time there are some people whatever so me i was i was like a mixture of both i never really had one thing that i went off of because my thing was always just be me and not really have to force myself into kind of doing certain stuff because I could equally have, looking back, I've equally had as good games, you know, laughing with people before the game as I have had putting my headphones on and, you know, listen to Kanye West or whatever and just going crazy that way. So either 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 end it doesn't doesn't really matter but yeah some people you do have to learn to you know don't go near him when there's 30 <laughs> minutes left or even on warm-ups coach you, you know, take the headset their headphones off when coach is talking in the, in the locker room once we're changed and then they'll put their headphones back on and they'll be out wa warming up until we've got to do like a team warm-up and that's it like they're just that's just how they get ready so that's that's I, part of them being professional i bet you got characters who are like they got headphones on i'm gonna uh yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. There's always characters like that in every, you know, you see it in the NBA. Oh. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know what? You were talking about, like, the hot arenas and stuff like that. And um, I won't say his name, but with the uh, uh, GB, Fimba GB Masters stuff that happened, there was a tournament in, um, uh, was it Malaga they went to? Yes. Last year, Malaga. Yes, Malaga. Um, and one of the over 35s, it was so hot, no air conditioning mm. in this thing. And he hadn't drunk any water. And then all of a sudden, bam, passes out. Passes out. Passes out in the thing. And he's, you know, they'd like, they think, bloody hell, he's, he's really, um, really poorly. And one of the players um, actually turned around and said, they're very good friends. And he said, this guy's never listened to me <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> so people were trying to find out if this guy's okay and the guy who's like this guy never listens to me he starts shouting follow the light follow likes he's like <laughs> if he's never listened to me he's not going to follow the light yeah. so um yeah that was must have been a good little picture some guy getting water poured on him and, and some guy screaming in the background saying follow the light yeah everyone else is like a trip of them dunking or doing some amazing pass it's like how was your trip and he's like there on the floor like yeah that was my trip <laughs> he's a good player as well that guy so what's um, next What's Ooh. next for you? Well, I, deep I, I, guess, I, <laughs> I guess, I guess the world's your oyster now, really, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like, 
I don't I don't want to throw something and say, would you prefer to play in the BBL mm. or Tunisia? Or I guess I guess you're just gonna see what where where you end up. I'm I'm a very firm believer of what will be what be and everything happens for a reason. So as long as I put myself in a position that I can have those doors open for me, yeah. I know it will just it will just come. And no matter what an opportunity, you know, it might let me down or whatever, I know there'll be another one there if I've put myself in the right position for that to happen. So in answer to your question, you know, BBL or Tunisia or or wherever, you know, Saudi or whatever, for me it's I don't really fixate on, you know, what specific one I'd, I'd want to go to but my job is, is to provide the options for myself and to speak to everyone and to see what is the best because if you know BBL turn around and say you know we need some more homegrown talent we want somebody that you know we can pay less than American but still you know well enough for you I'll I'll stay here I'm I'm not opposed to going or or, um, or staying but in terms of if they ask me you know to go away and and to play abroad anywhere anywhere I'd, i would go anywhere and yeah. that's keeping the, your options open yeah yeah i don't mind we'll get that portsmouth force contract yeah set up oh yeah yeah if that one's yeah. there first you said that, anywhere i'm, I'm just go, saying and we're gonna we're gonna pay and you can have a, yeah a free <laughs> throw a camel in there or something as well <laughs> that'll be all right for tunisia yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know what the currency is in tunisia but we can work with some of that dinos Dinas. Well, Dinas. we. I mean, we do have Vietnamese dong. We got a good line on Vietnamese dong. Mm. So I think we're going to pay. We were going to pay Alex like twelve pound or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it but was. it sounded good. It was like fourteen million. It yeah, it was, like, but, oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't look at the exchange rate too much. No, I don't that's think we'll be able to slide that past you. But <laughs> like camels. That's interesting. You didn't say if it had to be a real camel or a toy one or a little model of one. Looking down at the. Uh, yeah, no, it's a meerkat. <laughs> yeah. You touch my door's meerkat. <laughs> Talking of camels, I I almost sold my wife for a camel once. I was in Egypt. I don't know if you want to know this story or not, but I was in Egypt and we were looking at this camel, and I said to this guy, "I went, that's a if that's she a listens to this now, I went, that's like, a really what? good looking camel." And I said, "Do you want to swap?" And he was like, "Yes." And he had, held his hand out. Yeah. And and there was someone behind me went, do not shake his hand <laughs> yeah. or he yeah, will. That's it. They will, live it. they will live it out. They'll he, make sure like, that that yeah, yeah. exchange he, happens. And my wife actually came up to me and went, what? And <laughs> smacked yeah. me around the head like like a real. I don't blame her. And um, <laughs> They went, don't mess about with camels, man. Was that one camel? And he, 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 he looked at me like, come on, we got a deal. Come on. <laughs> and I, I said to him, I said, I'll never get it on the plane. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. I was up for it. Right, Mark, you got Shipping your questions. Piece. You got your questions. Come on. I always have my questions. Hit me. Obviously, you're an avid listener of the show. So you know the drill. The first question, which I mean, is it even worth us ever asking it? You've got that one ball that's getting inbound. Who's the player who's taking that golden shot? It's the buzzer beater, clutch shot. Any player from history in basketball, who's it going to be? I love these. You know what? Can I can I change this question? You can tweak it because it always needs. Can a I change it? Go on. A, yeah. A, a pro. Yeah. You can give two answers. Okay. Your dream answer. So whoever you want, <laughs> and or someone you've played with, and as the second. Oh one. yeah, fellow teammate. So any from whatever team throughout everyone you've played for, yeah. you can give the ball to one guy oh, to take that last shot. 
as well as yeah, yeah, your yeah. NBA player or whoever that is. So let's start with the NBA player. Yeah. I'd go probably with... I'd probably go with Kevin Durant. Durant. He's he's my wow. he's my goat. He's my he's your goat. He's my no, he's not my goat, but he's like the the player I grew up trying to be like. So Durant. Yeah, and he's a, he's a clutch he's a clutch player. Yeah. He's clutch. Easy is that the first player. time Durant's come up? First time. His Durant's name's now on the list. Mm. Hey, he's ex Seattle. I'm I happy think we got that. three. I, now. I haven't looked at the statistics before I'm, answering that question. I'm but comfy with that. I'm hey, just going with that. It's like I don't even finish the sentence. Yeah. And most people say MJ. Yeah. Like that. We've had yeah. MJ, we've had Jerry West. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I think a lot of people Alan Iverson. always associate it with MJ's shot where he hits it, that takes that inbound yeah. and hits it on the fade. And then. Yeah. See, like Alan Iverson, like these days, it would be tough to, you know, it would only be like, unless it was like one on one and there was nobody else to kind of help. You know how how big and stuff the, the point guards are these days. It's I mean, the same thing that you could say nowadays, you could say Shaq or Joel Embiid, really. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to inbound to them and they're going to get yeah. a two point. They're in the paint. It's like, you no could one, say Jokic. No one's stopping you could say yeah. anyone, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah, the so standard is definitely, for shooting, is gone through the roof. Yeah. But it's that clutch shot. And you have those people like the Reggie Millers and the, the, who, you know, you give them that ball. Yeah. And I think Luca's doing a good job with those clutch shots as well. And they just, they're, make, they're hitting them where some other players, you yeah, mm, go, they're consistent, but I wouldn't call them clutch. Well, so Durant, what about players? Durant's number four, the fourth person on that list now. Amazing. So who, nice. who the, you'd have played with then? Um, you can ask yourself. Yeah, I, I, you, you guys know I'm not going to say that. Uh, I, I'd be. <laughs> We've yeah. had one. Yeah. We've had one who did it. <laughs> yeah, you did turn it into a free throw, though. So he was like, and I think you said if uh, this was in the early days and you went, if your life was on the line. It was like, like well, life I'll or death. It. I said, you know, that basically <clears throat> I'm taking it because no one else has taken my. And I was like, yeah, okay, you took it. Yeah, no one else has taken my life, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it might have been that, but yeah. Well, I just think Andy was just supremely confident. If it was a free throw, yeah, I'd say I'd say me 100. percent If it was, if it was kind of a, a game-winning shot, yeah. If it was like, if it was like Saudi league, I'd say probably me. But if it was uh, a different league where we're sharing the ball a lot more, I'm gonna revert to my sorry scorcher teammate Andrew Lawrence. Okay, Andrew Lawrence. Yeah, I would I would Excellent. give it to him. He's a Andrew's a top G, and and seeing him uh, hit a game winner would be would be good about that amazing he's so, uh he's yeah he's very he's not underrated because everyone knows what he's about but in terms of the bbl i know that he he wanted to venture out a little bit more in terms of playing overseas a little bit more but you know due to injury he had to kind of stay a bit more local and now he's you know doing really well in the bbl and helping he's one of the main reasons to why scorchers are doing well so for for that it will be good because he's kind of like an introvert he doesn't really speak too much unless you like put him to the side and like have a conversation with him so nice. seeing that fire after a game winner from him is would be quite rare to see which is why i chose an andrew lawrence oh uh, you know what that's a great answer mm. that is a great answer i think i think this question's just evolved yeah it has so <laughs> Actually, the can second I ask question. One, uh, sorry, can I just say, uh, uh, touching on something you just said there. As far as players who are playing in the BBL, mm. 
it's quite easy for them to walk out and just go to Europe. If you know what I mean, when yeah. we've, 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 we've seen, seen a lot of it throughout quite this, recently, haven't we? Throughout a lot of people season, jumping off. You have yeah. teams yeah. and they go, oh, Spain have just come. Right, I'm going to go and play in Spain. Yeah. Or Caledonia um, just lost Patrick to Portugal. Mm. Yeah. And what, what do you think about that? Like, What people leaving? Yeah. and it, like, it just seems very fluid. I know that obviously like NBA right now has got trade window to the February the 8th from the yeah. NBA. But it just seems a little bit more... Oh, someone's just turned. We got a new player this week, and yeah. you go, "Oh, okay." I know what you mean. And they're around for three or four games, and then they're off, and they're going. They're using it almost like a, a jump pad to get into Europe. Some sometimes it is like that. Sometimes it's yeah. due to certain stuff. So there was a load of people that came to Scorchers. So the people that we had kind of the summer runs with in Scorchers, most of them, most of them weren't the people that we played with during the season. In fact, kind of eight, eight people or so had left by the time the season had started and throughout the season people had sustained injury and left and yeah. brought new people in and by the time it was the mid middle to the end of the season we had total different amount of players and different people so some reasons are for injuries in terms of kind of the hopping uh, to get yourself to the next level it's it's kind of the business like i feel like if you were to tell somebody there's a good opportunity here for you but then in three weeks, there's a great opportunity for you, but yeah. you don't know that great opportunity is coming until you know you get to the second one. It's kind of like a you, know, you just, just got to do what you got to do. Taking a, the option as there. Yeah, it's a business choice to be honest. Um, but you never know that contract difference could be like five, ten k for somebody that's an American or for somebody that's you know UK. That, that could be that could be huge for them. But so. we, you also mentioned like people at injuries where in so like. Know, someone like Grant Hill famously yeah. in, in Orlando was like four or five years just running the contract and yeah. we see it in the NBA whereas you've seen a lot of players who they've got an injury something works out on the team very quickly and they just that's it you're gone Yeah, and they move it on it's normal and it's quite normal isn't yeah. it it's, it's, it's weird to have that in the BBL do you where no. someone's I'm going to ride this for three years do you it's like no. no that's the end of that whereas I think it's and I think that's maybe a good way but um just makes it quite difficult from when we picked up and watching it well where's that player gone yeah oh he's well he's just well, who's that yeah well, you know, teddy's just appeared and something everything happens Leicester and he, everything happens quickly it's, it's super fast isn't it yeah it's um it's how it's how it rolls because it all stems from how much we value homegrown talent here and how much you know clubs are pumping into overseas players to carry their team to win games or is it that we're developing kind of from grassroots up to, you know, build strong stems for people to get to the next level, like we talked about earlier in terms of Portsmouth and then having to make a jump to Kestrels and then having to make a jump to somewhere else and then having to make... It's like a l in England, the culture really as a professional is unless you're really A-class as a player and you can stay here, you really have to go and make your name elsewhere and come back and then they like, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know, this is Adam Riabi. He's played this amount of years, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, three years ago, you weren't messing with me like that. So it's like, it's it's a thing of, you know, you've got to try and build your name up because yeah. there's not the kind of the facilities to build people up on, on those levels at, at the moment. It's getting a lot better, but, and we're seeing a lot of people, you know, now um, a lot of the homegrown talent is in, um, is in the UK and then is in playing in the BBL but 
how well can we you know keep those people instead of you know sending them off to college or in america or whatever um but one in the women's i've noticed it there's been some players that have gone itching in kestrels and then um stayed here in the bbl are now playing pro faye eden yeah portsmouth, portsmouth went player. to london didn't she yeah so there's there's some stuff like that where you think okay well how is that working for that player but then for the men's it might be totally different yeah it'd be a lot harder for me to come from america at college to um being a uk player and then like just transition to just being a pro in in england oh really it would it, it would depend on the club it would depend on how many spots were available but if it was between you and an american obviously you just get an american so then i've got to then go out somewhere else build my name up build my development and then come back and they'll be like okay yeah he's probably better than this guy now and and with no disrespect cheaper yeah. than the american yeah, it's, who's gonna it's business it. it's business so you can't you know if they people turn around to me and said certain stuff i'd have to understand you know it's not personal and that's a lot of what comes with being a professional and you know like you guys know in jobs it's the same way if they turn around yep. to you and said anything no one's safe you, everybody is replaceable so it's about what you do when you're when your time is there so well that's a nice segue you say no one is replaceable but my second question is everyone's always, replaceable oh sorry everyone's replaceable. Yeah. my second question is you have to pick a five and pine so you got five five players yeah and one on the bench okay all-time all favorite all-time favorite all right here we go all-time favorites i'd probably go oh no no hesitation yeah. okay someone's been listening to the show in no in no position order okay so it's mj lebron kobe i'm going Shaq. uh this is close to mine. Shaq. KD. And... Who's on the bench? The bench, it might have to be... Well, this is a tough one. I'll put... I'll put AI on the bench. That's probably one of the most devastating combos we've had. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty physical team as well. It is. It is. Do you describe yourself as a physical player? Uh I can be, yeah. I people say I don't use my physicality as much as I as I should. I'm I'm quite a strong player for my position, but yeah, I I have worked on that in past years and yeah, now I am. So in Saudi they would test me a lot, for example, and I'd have to show them. Um but then you know, in leagues before that it'd be kind of a right to get away with what I'm doing um, so yeah, it depends I just think it's interesting because you got all of those players and out of all of those the ones who would say are not physically dominant AI I, I would say he probably was actually because of his speed oh yeah yeah. you know and he had that which I thought I you meant like a, aggression in terms of like body contact I was going stuff. Durant because yeah yeah because he physically is big yeah but tall but people can lean on him quite you know if you look at I mean Kobe had the athleticism, mm. MJ had the athleticism and the strength, LeBron obviously got the strength, Shaq obviously, uh, obviously has got the speed, but Durant is, and like you say, it's, I find it's interesting because that's, yeah. you say that's your sort of, that's your guy. Yeah. It's uh, very interesting. Throw, throw a different one out there for you guys. So do you think they play well together? <laughs> I didn't say nothing about chemistry, but, ah. <laughs> but uh, they'd find a way, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to add another name to this list then? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. You're not going to oh, put okay. yourself in, mate. You're going to sub was, yourself uh, in. Yeah, sub myself <laughs> in. No, there's a lot of people I'd choose before that. Um, okay, so Boone in reverse, what, what's, what's your list? Oh, I need way more time than this. You've had all these podcasts. <laughs> no. What do you mean? No, no. We we like we like we we gentlemen and we let everyone. Oh, else this go is first. only for the guests, is it? Yeah, we let everyone go first. Every time I pick mine, it ends up being like fifteen people, <laughs> and then someone comes on and will say, "What about this?" And you go, "That's yeah, great." That's the only thing I have is that Jordan is on the bench, okay, because he'd be so angry and be so aggressive. If when you finally went, all right, you're on. He would take over the game and it would just be he'd be furious yeah and i think that would it would he would hate you for the rest of your eternity for putting him on the bench but if he walked in you're like oh mike you're on the bench <laughs> he'd be like no i'm not yeah yeah you're on the bench yeah it'd be it, and he, he just, wouldn't take it lightly. he would just be staring at you the whole time like you coming <laughs> in you'd be like oh yeah, i'm coming in now that's a 60 point game happening i have got a team for you Oh, he's written some, them down. Look, you see the little list. It, it's, <laughs> something I've, it, it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. Come on, let's have it. And it's because you said physical, physicality. Mm. And this is a team I've been thinking about for a while that would mentally destroy you and break you physically. Oh, the suspense is killing me, please. Number one, Isaiah Thomas. Cool. Okay. Number two, Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> when you say breaking physically, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, you've gone down that road. Okay. Number three, Bill Lambie. Bill Lambie, yeah. I literally can pick these. <laughs> number four, Meta World Peace. World Peace. And number five, I'm. Uh, it's got to go you, on that. You've got to go Rodman if you're being like that. Well, uh, Rodman um, or who's thinking. the guy who played for Detroit as well? I think he was number four. Huge guy. Do you know the Malice in the Palace? Mm. He was the real who actually did the first push who was that Wallace mm. it wasn't it Ben Wallace Big Ben Ben Wallace yeah. I, I was debate putting Ben Wallace in there and Rodman as number six yeah Big Ben's that Ridiculous. that is a that is a might as well put rugby players in there now <laughs> they, they had ben, I think, was it Ben Wallace who did that rejection on Shaq was it was it, was it that one he did and it was just like I've been thinking about that for a while because everyone's talking about, and I thought if you take chemistry, a, t a team that's gonna we're gonna turn up and have a fight. That that was my team. I came up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've also got like if you're gonna put in Ben Wallace, you've got Rick Mahorn or something like that in that sort of caliber, where they just they were out to just destroy I, people. I didn't want to just put the bad boys in, which no. is kind of when I put, we had Rodman in originally, it was like, hang on, I've got three of the bad boys here, like you know, like. Um, I, I wanted players who potentially could just on the court. Well, when you you brought that list up, but when you were saying earlier, Adam, about I'm seeing where coaches looking at me and saying, where do I fit in? I was thinking about the other day how Rodman is probably one of the best examples of a role player, arguably, that has ever been. Because he had games where it was literally hitting no points. Oh, I agree. The you know the twenty rebounds or those yeah. those kind of games. And I remember it, those. It's like twenty, twenty, like twenty six rebounds, rebound, twenty four yeah. rebounds, zero points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they were like, go in there, get the ball, and then you just give it out. That's all you got to do. Just get to the ball and stop people. And his defensive, like, I mean, it, it, he's a big. He's like six ten. He's huge. But that's why I love him so much. But I actually thought one of the other players was John Stockton, that a load of people never talk about. Because if you go for a point guard, he can hit the shot. He's got the more, most steals in history. Most assists. Most assists he? in history. 
Yeah. Uh, pound for pound, his stats are better than even Jordan's, I think. Like for shooting percentages and all that sort of stuff. It's ridiculous. And you go, he's obviously not the GOAT. But at the same time, what was his role? Point guard. That was specifically his role. And you go, yeah. He, he I don't think he ever missed a game in his professional career. He played for 15 years. Like you couldn't, that's it. He's um he's not tall either. And the only reason I'm saying he's like six. The only reason I'm saying that is because I, I remember. Don't know what this popped in my head. There's a video of the um, the dream team on the bus, and they're stuck in traffic. John stop the, goes to the front, says, "Open the door," and walks off. And he literally just walks down the street. No one even looks at him. And I think it might have been Jordan or someone. I, may, I think it was Jordan just turned around and just like, "I wish I could do that." And he's like, "We can't do that." Like. Yeah. But John stopped and just walked through. No one's even looking at it. Yeah, it is strange, isn't it? But there's not many players who have that ability ability to just, um, you know, do all the learning like you have and take that progression and say, I've learned from here, then I learned from here, then I learned from here. And in the same way, you've said about before about Rodman where he was counting the spins. And this is where when he shoots, he always does it. If it's two spins, it goes that way. If it's that, it goes that way. Like he was he, just learning his... He was saying That's that. my role and I absolutely know it someone i think they were challenging him he was just sat on the court and someone went like what are you doing man warm up and he was like i am warming up like i'm doing this and they were like oh right you're actually working out when say larry gets the ball boop, it goes that way and, yeah. and he does two steps and he does a little thing that actually puts more spin on it which does i mean yeah taking it to another we're just well, looking at him he's doing doing. What, i mean what adam was saying he's just that sponge of I'm going to learn from everything around me, even whilst I'm off the court. Right. Adam, do you want to take our shot? You've got to take our shot. i got to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The first shot has not been, has, hasn't had a name claimed. So if you hit the first one, it's, it becomes the Adam Riabi shot. Let's go up and do it now, yeah? Yeah. So. No pressure. No pressure. First, first professional on the podcast, no pressure. Look. Uh, I'll say out of everyone, I mean, we've had quite a few guests now, and I think only two baskets have been made. So there are no, there is zero pressure on this shot. So for the for the fan for, for, for the fan for for the people listening, this is at a, a side angle. No, Steve, Steve Ware hit the third, and Mark Jackson got the second. Oh, hang on. What, what ball are you using? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the balls. They're the balls. Hang on. Should, did anyone have a few warm-ups? I did, but did, did, did anyone on the show have a few warm-ups? All right. Oh. Did that go in? In and out. Last one. This is the Stevie Ware shot. Hey, they all hit the ring. Most most shots are air balls. Not not on a child's basketball ring. Scored on the world's most famous ring. If it's a, if it's a dunk contest, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my daughter sent a sent a video to him and it was like I got to just throw the ball randomly from there 
and then I videoed her just standing next to it, throwing the ball in. She was like, that's how it's done. <laughs> Showing daddy up. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, thank Adam. you so much for coming in. Thank no, you. I really appreciate it. Well, it's, listen, if you. It's actually, my, it's actually my first podcast as well. <gasps> Is it really? So, yeah. Wow, you sound like a natural man. <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah. yeah, no, we really appreciate you. And again, like I said, when we, at the start of the year, we wrote a list of things that we wanted to achieve as a podcast. And as far as guests, you're in our top three of who we wanted on, on the show. And we've also got another top three person coming on the show soon, soon though mm. I haven't arranged a date and I'm really hesitant to say Michael Jordan to is it it's, <laughs> I, I, it's I, J-Lo <laughs> yeah. it is a I don't want to say the name no, just in case let's not jinx it's yeah huge name very cool huge name For, former BBL player okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Former. former former BBL yeah. player from the 80s so all the people that 90s that are listening try and figure it out mm. oh yeah won't be hard no, won't be hard. Anyway, no, right? But he'll be nervous. That'd be that'd be the good thing. Uh, you know what? I got is the email popped in, and he was on the phone to me as the he was like, oh, I got an email, mm. and then he was reading it to me. He's like, I'm, I was like, I'm just nervous. I was like, Oh my god, I just got an email from him. <laughs> like, whoa, look at the name, look at that. Anyway, right. Well, Adam, a huge thank you for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, that was absolutely magic. And if you want to listen to more shows. Like Adam and other guests, please go back and have a listen to our catch. Well, we got about 57, 58. I don't know when this is going out. So we got a lot. You can go and listen to them. Plenty oh, to listen to. Plenty to absolutely. Listen to. And Adam, we wish you best in whatever you're doing next, whichever team you play for. But thank you for coming on. Paul, what have you got to say for yourself today? Hello. Lovely. Any badminton? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I can't not be bothered there. talking about it. It's not sport. Can't it's be bothered talking about it. Is there any badminton out where you played? No. Correct. That's the right answer. That's the right Adam, answer. Adam, you're doing fantastic. <laughs> Tune in next week. Thank, Thank you, Eagle. <laughs>